You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, everyone. Paul Lang back with you again with podcast number 21, Self-Improvement Versus. I'm from Discipline Trading Strategies, and this is in an ongoing series about what matters in trading and investing. As the episode description says, the full title is too long, but it should be, should you spend more time on self-analysis and less time on technical analysis? This is actually a great topic, and for a long time, I never really addressed it because all of a sudden, one day, somebody asked me this question, and when I went to give my answer, I realized that it's a pretty detailed answer. I am a huge proponent of self-analysis and self-improvement, but there's a real problem with just saying that that's the answer for anybody who's having trouble in trading, and here's why. First of all, I want to emphasize something that I maybe talked about before a little bit, but whenever you come to trading, whenever somebody comes to be a trader, a new trader, they start Googling about trading or day trading or investing or whatever it is, you oftentimes learn a whole lot of concepts that are simply not true. Some of them are maybe partially true. Some of them are maybe true, but useless or simply incomplete. And unfortunately, in my experience, this is true for the vast majority of the things you hear. As a matter of fact, there's probably only a couple of good sayings you hear when you're a brand new trader. One of them, by the way, is the trend is your friend. Believe it or not, that simple little cliche actually will permeate your whole trading career. But so many of them are not. You can't go broke taking a profit. Traders always have to minimize their losses. If you don't follow a stop loss to the penny, you're going to go to some form of trader hell from which you'll never, ever recover. There are so many things that are just really bad that traders learn. And unfortunately, a lot of these sayings come because the people saying them are people that I think are not really qualified to be traders or at least teaching people how to trade because they come up with kind of generic answers to things that sound good. I gave an example in the episode description. It's kind of like a doctor to me sometimes. No offense to doctors, but a lot of times they're giving the safe answer rather than maybe the best answer. In my experience, I've never found that go home and get some rest is the right answer to almost anything unless you're mortally wounded. And you hear a lot of the same cliches from people who are teaching trading or trying to teach trading. But here's the essence of what I want to get at. That saying, hey, I need to do self-analysis, I need to do self-improvement, I need to eliminate psychological problems, it may be masking the real problem. Now, if you've heard me talk before, I'm number one in believing that psychology is a huge issue, but addressing psychology as if it is the problem may be masking what the real problem is. Think about this for a minute in almost any topic. If you don't know what you're doing, self-analysis is not going to matter. Take a couple of examples. Take the baseball player who's in a slump. And a lot of times baseball players will blame it on some psychological factors, the socks they're wearing or whatever it is. And for a lot of professional baseball players, this may be very true. I could understand and see where sometimes maybe some psychological training to get them out of that slump may actually be very helpful. But take a brand new baseball player who isn't qualified to be a baseball player, somebody who can't hit well or can't field well, all the psychological training in the world is not going to help them if they don't have the basic skills mastered. Maybe you feel you kind of know how to trade or invest. Think about this for a minute. Maybe it doesn't apply to all of you. But have you ever had to speak in front of a large group? I've had to do this many times. 
And when the topic is trading and I'm speaking in front of a large group, I am completely fearless. I'm confident there's not a question in the world that I haven't heard before. There is nothing I feel I do not know, and I would debate anyone on any topic, period. If you've spoken to a large group, think about you yourself doing that, and I assume you've done that on a topic which you are very familiar with, and you probably had the same level of confidence. Now picture that you're maybe with your company, and you're about to do your topic, and all of a sudden your boss comes up to you and says, hey, Jim isn't here today. I need you to do his topic. And it's about something that you know, but you don't really know that well. Well, you're probably going to be very nervous because you don't have that confidence. Now, go back to the first case where you know your topic intimately. There are some people that may still have a fear of talking to people. That's where a psychological self-analysis type of thing could be very helpful. You know your topic perfectly, but for some reason, the words are not coming out of your mouth properly. Psychology, psychological improvement may help. Self-analysis may help. But picture the second topic where you just aren't really clear about what you know. You can have all the self-analysis and psychobabble in the world. You're never going to feel confident because you just don't know that material. When you are the master of the topic and there is no question that you've never heard or you've never been able to answer, when you feel you can debate anybody and win any argument, you are a different person. You are confident and confidence breeds success. So when you take these examples and go back to trading, the same is true in trading except times 100. Most of the new people I encounter simply really don't know how to trade. And maybe they know enough that they get some things right sometimes so they feel like they know what they're doing. And then they resort back and say, well, maybe my problem is psychology. I'm not picking the right trades all the time. Well, if you don't have the knowledge to really understand how to read a chart, to really understand the difference between a trade that is looks pretty good and really isn't good, and where you really have that final level of odds in your favor, you're not going to be successful because you just don't have the knowledge. Now, you can mask the problem and cover it up by saying, oh, well, now it just must be psychology because you do hear a lot of talk about psychology and trading, and it can be true. But improving psychology will only improve your trading if you have a superior understanding of trading and how to read a chart. So to come back to the original question, should you spend more time on self-analysis and less time on technical analysis? The answer to that question for me initially is no, that is not the right procedure to take. Like any endeavor, first of all, learn what you are doing to the max. Learn and understand what you are doing. I make a big deal in all of my teaching about the difference between a C-plus understanding of technical analysis and an A understanding of technical analysis, the letter grade A. A C-plus understanding, if you're very smart and very intelligent and very disciplined, will have you losing money at a very slow rate. That's about all it'll do for you. Maybe if you're fantastic, you could break even for a long period of time. And this is what happens to a lot of traders. They get in that break-even blues syndrome where they just can't get past it. You need to have that A, A-plus understanding of how to read a chart. That's the basic foundation that you need. It's the basic foundation you need in any endeavor that you do. I don't know many C-rated attorneys or doctors or home builders or anything else that thrives because they don't have that great understanding of their profession. Now, once you have that understanding, once you have conquered how to read a chart, once you have been trading and you're doing proper follow-up and analysis and you're looking at your trades, the first question always is when you're reviewing your trades, did I do what I was supposed to do? This is the psychological question. I'll come back to that in a minute, but if you're curious, the second question is, if I did what I was supposed to do, 
and I'm not making money, well, then it comes down to I'm not doing the right things. And it gets back to your technical analysis. But had you have done the right things and they would have worked, and your issue is step one, did I do what I'm supposed to do? And the answer is no. That's where psychology comes in. That's where you need help in self-improvement and getting yourself to do what you need to do. Understand the difference. Let me say that again. If you go back and look at your trades, and if you are looking at the right things that would have made money, if you did what you're supposed to do, but you didn't make money because you didn't pull the trigger or because you got out too quickly or you got out in the wrong area or whatever the problem was, if you lost money because you truly failed to do what you're supposed to do, then that is a psychological issue. There could be various reasons you're doing that incorrectly. There could be various reasons you're not doing what you're supposed to do. But I want to come back again, even at this late stage and say, the number one reason people don't do what they're supposed to do is simply a lack of confidence. If you've been trading or investing, think about it in a minute. One of the common things people do is that they have a trade that ends up being a really nice winner, but guess what? They didn't stick with it. They took a small loss. They took a small gain, whatever it was, and they're not at their target. And then they all say, well, it was a winning trade and next time I'll hang on longer, but they never hang on longer. You can say that psychology and maybe part of it is, but the true problem is the reason you don't hang on longer is because you did not have the confidence to know that that chart should reach that target on a regular basis or whatever the issue was that you had. When you have that confidence, then you tend to do the right things. How do you get confidence? Well, number one, understand what you're doing is always the root of everything. The number two, you gain confidence by incremental risk progression. In other words, you do the right things, you learn what you're doing, you take the right trades, you start off with very small risk because as you start increasing risk, it starts affecting your psychology. If you can learn to operate like a machine and just do the right things all the time, as you add money, you don't change what you do and the money starts to build. This is probably the number one mistake people do. A lot of people learn how to read a chart and they learn well enough to make money, but they never make money because along the way, at some point, they reach a level where they stop doing what they're supposed to do because all of a sudden that loss is too much. They start off risking small money. And now they're risking $300, $400, $500, whatever it is. And when they go to take that loss, it was painful. It's ouch. I can't take that loss. I have to minimize that loss now. So they start doing the wrong things. And that's when their focus often starts to shift to minimizing losses rather than trying to get to any targets because the loss is becoming too painful because they increase too quickly because they don't have the confidence to know that if they had a losing trade, the next one's going to be a winner probably. The other half of that equation then becomes this, and maybe you can relate to this. Let's say you have some kind of trade you're doing. You take the first trade and it stops out. So you're down whatever amount of money. You take a second trade and it stops out. And again, you're down whatever amount of money. You take a third trade and this is the nice winner. This is the one that should make your day or make your week, whatever time frame you're on. And it's the one that's going to erase the first two and put you nicely green. But what happens is you get close to break even. In other words, when that third trade starts to make up for the loss of the first two, that psychological part of your mind steps in and says, hey, you know what? If you just take this amount of money, you'll be break even and then you can kind of start all over again. That's what you do. That trade, of course, turns out to be a huge winner that would have made your day or made your week, but you got out of even because it made you feel good. If you think about it, if that is what you are doing, think about this carefully. You actually have now set yourself up in a system where you are trying to break even. That's your goal. You're trying to break even. You're always just trying to erase prior losses. 
that whole problem comes from underconfidence in the beginning and then from the psychological problem of not understanding what the issue is and just reacting to your emotional demons when you are trading. I'm going to keep this podcast fairly short because it has a very potent and powerful point to it, and I think I've made it. In summary, confidence breeds success. The number one way you battle psychological issues is to know what you're doing in the first place. Proceed with incremental risk progression. That's what helps build confidence. Know what you're doing by understanding technical analysis at an A level. That's how successful traders operate. If you do anything else, you're likely going to struggle. This is Paul from DTS. Until next Thursday, good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.